watching Prohibition fall down. All right, what's going on for some grow talk? I'm ready. Cannabis grow talk. Ready, dude. Mm. You're feeling, what's your shirt there? You're, you're, you're feeling Willie? I'm, I'm feeling, feeling Willie Willy patriotic. Willie patriotic. I mean, Willie Nelson, what a badass shit from the 70s. He had passive resistance where he was uh, a conscientious objector for the cannabis movement. Was up there smoking with the president's brother on the roof of the White House, <laughs> from what I'm told. And uh, just a badass. One of those guys that was really successful. And was always out in the open. In 1980, I remember it was on, I think it was 2020, my mom was watching it. And Willie admits to occasionally relaxing with marijuana. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. I'm just rocking my Rastasaurus shirt today. Yes. Great band. If you guys haven't checked them out, I'll give you a quick preview of today's Grow Talk, Grower Questions off DudeGrows.com. We got Sexing and Veg, Ooh La La by Hoagie214. IPM for Canada, question mark, by I Can Grow, and CO2 generator grow hack, maybe, by Jim Indica, uh, and will my neighbor's security light F up my outdoor? By there, she blows. Oh, there goes the BB gun. I need to toke myself, get my toke ready. I was scared. I didn't. Sometimes we sit down to do the show, and I'm like, shit, I don't have a lighter. Uh, but we got the, uh, you know, I've been using the, the, the Urban Ramo. Uh, lighter, lighter, what do I call this? Just the, the retractable lighter security guard, all right? Right. Actually getting ready to toke. You know, sometimes we sit down to do the show and you don't have the lighter. You're like, shit, but uh, bam, I've been keeping on uh, Ramo's lighter leash, man. He has, he has these in his nutrient kits. And when you're at like a festival or a party or a hang, they come in ultra handy. Because you can be like, here you go, buddy. You can use my lighter. Ah, they that's awesome. To give it back. That is awesome. So. That was the worst employee problem I had was them stealing my lighters. I knew I had good employees at that point. Uh, check him out. He's good. Uh, Urban Ramos got it. His grow's going full off. He's been putting out some more grow videos. And I want to go hang out because we can't. he can't get me too high on his joint. We have to smoke two joints, Scotty. No, what? I mean, you, I, can, you can handle I, it, man. I can go at my own pace, my own pace. Right. So anyway, all right. You want to get into the show here? Dudegrows.com. I got a few, a little bit of business with the patrons. Dudegrows.com forward slash support, guys. Uh, we hooked up the HLG 300 last, well, just recently on the 20th. Actually, it was the 22nd. The yes. 20th was the day before Father's Day. It was the weekend. I didn't plan ahead well. <laughs> uh, we're hooking up an HLG 550 on July 20th. You can go over to the Patreon I'll get that post up, which, dang, I got to do that right now. So if you're hearing this, the post is up. Uh, make a comment over there. And what we say, guys, best comment, okay? Best comment is following Patreon's rules for a giveaway. Uh, every, I want every DDC to know, when you go over there and make a comment, the comment that won originally, uh, Osmo, was it Osmo, uh, Osmo 4000? He said his comment was best comment, which actually cracked me up a little bit, but everybody has an equal chance to win. So I just wanted to get that out there. I don't want to sound kind of D-bag where it's like, oh, it has to be the, you know, the the two paragraph long about why you started growing at this age and where you're at now, which I don't mind that. Um, but we had, I think 300 and I forgot how many, 398 or almost 400 comments. So um, just on this next giveaway, guys, make a comment, say a few words, write a sentence, but I want everybody to know you will have an equal chance to win by the way we're picking the winner and following Patreon's rules. So that's why we're, that's why if you got a little weird vibe, what's going on? Best is arbitrary. And that's the, the way around patrons rules to be able to have like a random contest. But that's arbitrary and capricious. <laughs> I just want to say as that. well as the giveaways we're hooking up. 
Uh, free seeds for new members, seeds here now, Best Coast Genetics, link in the show notes if you want to check out Best Coast Genetics. 30% off Scotty's Recharge. Yes. Uh, the newsletter we send out at the beginning of every month has the first week of every month, all this information in it, and the best, the good feeling of supporting the show, which I need to get out and support another show. You know what? I'm going to support another Patreon, Scotty, uh, Michael Willie. Michael Willie, who teaches people how to grow psychedelic mushrooms, is on Patreon, I found out. And uh, I'm going to do the what goes around comes around. So I tell you what, I was listening to the No Agenda show. I told you I'm Real Gowers. I donate to there. And uh, a mycorrhizae guy just wrote a big, long note explaining how awesome mycorrhizae is and how important it is. And I was like, wow, cool, man. So there's a tribe of us out there. Very cool. Yes, the community, the DGC. You guys, if we didn't have you, we would not have this show. Uh, you don't, you know, we don't come at you heavy, heavy laden with all types of advertising. We speak our minds, except for when we got to be, what do I say, PC? It's getting sensitive out there sometimes, but I'm starting to not give a F. Uh, but dogrows.com forward slash support. If we entertain you, we helped you grow. You want to become part of this community, check it out. A few different ways to support. Yes, yes, indeed. You said you don't give a fuck, man. That's why we're the Willie Patriotic Show. Sometimes you got to say things that aren't in the mainstream or you got to believe things. And I think it's patriotic to express yourself, dude. Okay, we're back and we have to run smooth now. If you didn't catch, that was about the fourth edit, Scotty. We're starting to get a little aggro. We had Scotty had his mic into his chest. Yeah. Uh, Guru's computer screen went completely blue. That's controlling the show. And yeah. then I just thought we had some issue, but we didn't. So I got to get stoned or something. We got to get in the flow of the show here, Scotty. Dude, there was another edit while you were explaining the last edit. <sighs> I know. getting jinxed up. And who is it? Somebody on YouTube. Uh, oh, was it Enviros? Enviros. Sorry if I'm messing that up. In the YouTube comment, I have my camera on a tripod off my desk. No camera shake, buddy. No Time for you shake. to support. You said you would. Improvement, sir. I like that. That's the one improvement that didn't cost us anything. All right. <laughs> Dank nugs here. Dudegrows.com. Going to get in the flow here. This is a four-strain flush posted by Agent 47. Hey, DGC, I'm happy to say it's the first time. It's flush time, so I thought I'd share some picks. Nice. I need to work on my pitcher game. The strains are Holy Grail Kush. Lime OG, an Afghan, Afghan cross with Thai, and King Louis. I'm not good at Roman numerals. Which, how, what is that? We got an X and three I's. 13th, man, the 13th. Okay. Is there only one? Is there a King Louis the 12th or 11th? Or that's the main one. If not, that's bullshit. Okay. I would assume true, true. there's probably that many of them. Yeah. 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 All right. Safe assumptions. Let's start as the 13th, man. It's just my lucky number. Thanks for the tips and letting me share my experience. Much love and much love to your flowers here, buddy. Uh, this third picture looking glorious. As I say, trikes on trikes, man. Nice nugs. Hey, Guru, he says he's not that great at taking pictures of nugs. You're pretty good at it. You've got good quality equipment, though. Give us, like, on the cheap what somebody can do to take the best nug pictures. This one looks good because he's doing with the lights off, correct? Uh, yeah, lights off or some type of artificial where you can control how it's lit. Um, uh, uh LEDs are certainly going to take much better pictures if you are going to leave the lights and, on. Well, yeah, and the idea you want also want to have diffuse light. So taking a picture under, uh, underneath your grow lights, probably not the best idea. You want more spread out light. You want to take them out? You want to take them out? I mean, it's outside. It's got to be an easiest solution, no? Yeah, mm -hmm. or on a black background and lit where the black background is actually separated from the subject right. um, and then lit in between. 
is going to be a good way to do it. Okay, so some back background behind a single bud would be better for contrast? In uh, my personal opinion in weed photography, yes, I like doing macros of either buds or um, individual like calyxes on the bud and doing uh, trichome shots. Nice. I like to meet like glass blowers and growers and things like that. Guru likes to meet cannabis photographers. He was all geeked out over amazing. That's funny. All right, I got my bowl packed here. We're going to get into the Grow Talk questions. Grow questions are off of dudegrows.com. Uh, anybody can get them up. Just be logged in over on Dude Grows, your free account, and bring some questions, man. Great community over there. This is titled Four Strain. No, sorry. This is Sexing in Veg by Ooh La La. Or no, no. Sexing in Veg, Ooh La La. <laughs> All right, I gotcha. I gotcha. You get posted jokes, by, right? Posted by Hoagie. 214. Hoagie 214. Y'all know what a hoagie is? Um, it's a sandwich. It's a sandwich. It's a Philadelphia sandwich right there. Yes. Okay. But I've never been there. Oh, you've been to Philly recently. It's Philly specific, huh? Philly is an awesome place. I thought it was just a cheesesteak. If you want to get a, a, a real city vibe with a nice, you know, full of history, there's also, you know, it used to be the nation's capital. Uh, so it's just beautiful architecture, great places to smoke weed, pretty can very cannabis friendly, actually. So Philadelphia, thumbs up, go visit. All right. Hey, DGC, I have a sexing question from deep in prohibition land. That sounds way dirtier than it should. Okay. okay. I have six plants. Going in my small veg tent, first time using Recharge. Two of them are known feminized seed, but the other four are reg seeds. All the seeds popped on the same day, 420, 2020, really. <laughs> That's classic. All have been treated the same, topped the same, etc. My fem seeds are already showing pistols, but none of the reg seeds have shown any type of sex. I understand that there is a chance that all four are dudes, but my question is, will all cannabis plants reach a point in veg where they show sex before flipping lights, or do some of them have to have that hormonal hormonal change to show? Buck prohibition in all caps, and much love, everyone. Right on. Yeah, very cool question, and let's get into it. I think that most plants, and it's so strain dependent, definitely, but most plants, and super agrees with me, if you let them veg for long enough, will start showing little white pistols if they're female. Mine did. My... Uh... My, my healers did. And, you know, I veg those for a long time to get them out of their troubled time. And I also, I mean, Guru, isn't there a point where, like, I've seen plants that have been in, let's say, one gals too long. They're, they're root bound and they're stressed. They're not looking the great greatest, but they're okay. But they, they do stressed plants push pistols sometimes more than not? Uh, I've definitely seen stress be one thing that can uh, trigger auto, uh, pre-flowers to form. Um, and then just vigorous growing plants, like generally the most vigorous growing plants in your garden show their pre-flowers first. Very interesting. I dig, uh, but not all of them, of course. You might just have to make the flip, keep a sharp eye out on them and, you know, make sure you either call the males, kill the males or what else? What's another, uh, is there anything else we can do with the male to have fun? Like put it out in the yard, I guess. Yeah, uh, maybe not. everybody's cloud out, make it like this, where you just get an occasional seed in every bud that you smoked that was grown outdoors. Yeah, do that. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> hey, you could collect the pollen and make your own seeds. Separate, uh, separate them from the females, collect the pollen, and then pollinate certain parts of your females or certain females. Be so careful. Pollen, it's meant to drift miles. So just be so careful about not seeding your whole crop. 
Definitely, definitely. But, you know, I guess you're right, though. It is kind of fun to, uh, you know, I guess to become a, you know, play around with breeding a little bit without any kind of pressure, just seeing what you come up with. Well, and for your for your own preservation, too. There you go. Genetic preservation kit. So you got to be serious. You can't just play around with breeding, Scotty. I'm just confused why your eyes look so damn white, like you're not stoned at all, man. You could totally talk to a cop right now. What the hell? Really? Yes. Yes. I don't get it. Maybe it's because I don't always, I don't toke into total uh, whatever. I mean, my eyes typically do not get red from uh, from smoking weed. Yeah, I would let you freaking go back to driving your semi truck right now. You know, fair enough. Ammonium nitrate. Hey. I'm going to take it over to YouTube with a good grower comment here. I sure. like this one. This is by two times Trey. Two X Trey, two times Trey, whichever one you want. No, that's, the X is 10 in Roman numerals. It's 20. Tra- no, I'm just fucking with you now. This is what's good, DGC. I am perp, terp, pheno god on the site. Yeah. I would like to point out that Guru is only half right and missing an important fact of the 48 hours of darkness tech. And this is putting your plants in 48 hours or longer of darkness um, when you're before you're going to harvest them. Right. Uh, this is and why most people use it. Leaving your plants in 48 hours of darkness stresses them out and causes them to finish ripening up some of the trikes that are developed late and still clear. This isn't bro science. I have fully documented through state mandated testing of my product a comparison between the exact same cut from the same batch in 48 hours of darkness and one that was just harvested during the lights off period, meaning. Harvest sure. while your lights sure. are off or b- before they come back on. This is awesome, man. I'm so psyched that we have Says, this caliber of grower in our community, man. Keep going. Hell yeah. The 48-hour one had higher overall cam- cannabinoids every single time in all caps. I have done this comparison and testing. It seems to be more pronounced in sativa cultivars. Now, it is not much, but it is still quantifiable percentage. I believe it is due to the stress put on the plant. The same principle can be argued about salt-based newts causing stress and causing more trike development slash ripening. As always, DGC, stay lifted. I dig, man. Thanks, Terp, Perp, 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 Terp, Fino guy. Yeah, very interesting. I'm, I'm seeing guest posts coming up here. I want to learn more about this, but it does make sense. Stress. These plants are trying to survive. And if all of a sudden it goes dark, I can imagine they put push everything in the turbo gear like, dude, we, we got to do everything we can to reproduce here. More trichomes. Yeah. Yeah, There's got to like be pollen I'm, here somewhere, dude. There's got to be. Yeah, I'm, I, it's not just anecdotal evidence there. I mean, that's some pretty solid evidence. That's the most solid evidence I've heard of somebody saying, like, I just heard from somebody, even state-mandated right. testing. He says uh, it's fully that. documented, man. All right, that was enough to convince you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, if you could help us, maybe write out a post or something like that. Soup does some amazing content for us. We've had some past content creators, but yeah, post with some of that information, the specific information. Oh my God, that'd be awesome. I might read it. Wouldn't even listen to it. I'd read it maybe even twice. we got another comment here, Scotty, that <laughs> yes. you put on the show. This is from Craig Reynolds. Yes. It's this. It's, yeah, this is awesome. Scotty's hair looks like he's constantly peeing on an electric fence. <laughs> Much love, guys. Uh, I just looked at that this morning. I keep away from the comments sometimes, and I was like, I better check them. And that was one of the first ones I saw, and I just love it, man. It's like hanging out with your friends and having to bust your balls a little bit, but you know everybody loves each other. So they're right on, Craig. Hope we get to smoke a joint together soon. 
Uh, I dig it. I dig it. Scotty tries to keep himself cleaned up. You're always doing a little clean shaven before the show, and you're, you're and you're self-employed. I don't get it. I mean, I don't. I've never used a. I haven't used a razor in probably a decade. It'd be it's too much to maintain. For me, it's a respect issue for the DGC. All oh. right. Yeah. You know, always make sure that I look uh, respectable for the crew. So then what do I look? I'm not, do I look respectable? Am I good? I got the that dude. stubble. I better... You're the dude. Okay, man. There's a different set of rules for you. <laughs> we better mark an edit and I'll go shave. <laughs> I come back all clean cut. <laughs> all right. Before the next grower question, quick shout to, uh, you know, another way to support the show, realgrowers.com. Pick y'all up some hey. recharge for your garden. Coupon code dude over there will work at realgrowers.com. You can get on Amazon Prime, Real Growers Recharge on Amazon, uh, as well as rechargecanada.ca will hook you up in Canada. I got the eight ounces up here. Bring it guys. Uh, and yeah, you'll see the results. One of the products that uh, if you didn't know the story, when you put 48 hours, you know, you're going to see results. And it's like, that's bullshit, man. I don't like it when people, but Hey, you get the results, guys. You get a better grow, an overall healthy garden. Grow the way I like to grow. I like to grow how nature grows. Try to mimic that shit as much. Look at those microbes in your soil. Absolutely. And you know why I put in there healthier plants in 48 hours? Because you go back in 24 hours. You go back the next day and the plants look better. <laughs> you know? So I was like, all right, I'll just double it, man. Yeah, overall plant. I'm a, can I call it plant health care as well? Why not? Yeah, absolutely, man. Plants rely on healthy microbiome just the same way you rely on a healthy microbiome to keep you healthy. So if you don't have that, if it's out of balance, first of all, if it's out of, if there's not enough microbes, beneficial ones, uh, nature abhors a vacuum or nature fills a vacuum, I should say. So you know what's going to come back? Pathogens, man, or other microbes that aren't as beneficial. So. All right, we could tie it into this next Grow Talk question. Deal. Uh, this is IPM for Canada. And of course, if you live in other places in the world, this could apply to you as well. Except in Canada, there's not as many products available because they, I don't know why. It's this weird. actually says it right in here. Read the, read the whole point. It'll say it, the whole question. This is posted by ICAN.Grow. Hey, fellas. Love the show and everything you guys do for the growing community. I love that a place like this exists where I can chill out, put on some YouTube, and smoke some homegrown dank, all while absorbing knowledge. Hey, we love having you, brother. Love having you. I'm growing near Edmonton, Alberta, and I decided this year to try growing outdoors. I got three sour diesel autos from Oasis Genetics and seven gal fiber pots filled with Gaia Green's living soil blend. I've been watering using Recharge, and the girls are looking healthy and happy at 32 days above soil. Nice. Nice. Yeah, they look beautiful. That is the color that you want, or at least that's the color that I like. It's a nice deep green and veg like that, looking good. So my concern now is pest management. Up until now, the only reason, reason real pests I've dealt with indoors has been fungus gnats, but they're relatively easy to control. I agree with that. Right. And they're not completely devastating. You can have some and still get along with your grow. They can carry now, disease is what they are. They're not, they're not things that are going to suck onto your, onto your plants and suck out the juices, but um, they can carry disease and introduce disease into your root zone. That's what the problem with them is. So now I've seen evidence in my yard of those sucker-type aphids that latch onto the plant and draw out food and water, and in turn, produce little droplets that the ants like to eat and vigorously protect. That literally just happened to me yesterday. Um, I'll talk about it in the grow. I really like the sound of my own bio-innovation products like Grand Evo, but I'm having a hard time finding it in Canada. 
Do you guys have any other solutions that would uh, have comparable results that are available here in the forgotten north? It says in parentheses, I'm not sure we're not actually forgotten. Rather, the process is hey, probably yeah. married in red tape mm -hmm. because, you know, it's Canada. Yes. Yep. Yeah. We tried to get, you know, whatever. When we were trying to get recharge over there. Oh, my God. Two years and thousands. I believe it was in the tens of thousands of dollars in red tape and legal fees. So. Dude, oh yeah, to want pesticides there, try getting something that's alive into Canada. Unbelievable. <laughs> it says it also it is also totally possible that I'm just looking into the wrong wrong places. What are some things I can do to prevent them from attacking my ladies or eliminate them in the event they do attack? Again, thanks to all you guys do for the community. Next time I take a bike out west, dude, I'll have to hit you up and trade some three D renderings. <laughs> oh, nice. right on, dude. Nice. I'm first uh, off. Shameless plug of his uh, I, IG, I, 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 yeah, hit it, man, hit it. Is at I can grow. Go ahead. Nice. What do you think would happen if, like, he had a birthday wish and it came true, and he just said, "I wish there was no more aphids." Do you think the whole world would fall apart? Are they like reliant on the food chain, or could they get away with that one? Um, right. I don't know. You could get rid of spider mites. Spider mites are like and nothing would happen. Pre pretty much a scourge of God. They don't really like. Uh, have an ecological niche that they fill or ecosystem that they support. You do that. And then also like, the house starts falling real, apart. Realistically, shit. if you wanted to like genophage uh, spider mites off the face of the earth and make them all sterile, you could do it and it wouldn't hurt anything that we know of. So genophage the shit out of aphids, man. All right. All right. Well, looking at this picture, he says he has three sour diesel autos. I don't, you don't, to me, it doesn't look like I have three of the same plants. Just side note there. It looks right. like you have two of the same and one other. But regardless, IPM outside in Canada. So healthy plants for me is number one. Uh, I want to have a healthy plant. And honestly, I know not to just whatever the shameless plug since I've used microbes doesn't have to be just recharge. But since I've used recharge, I've had a lot of healthier plants. I've had minimal to no issues with spider mites. I've had them. They've come. They've come to see Nothing's ever taken off, though. But hang on. Um, let's talk about that healthy plant thing because it sounds yeah. like bullshit. But healthy plants pr produce secondary metabolites. They make smells. They are strong. So when bugs are opportunists, so they're going to be like, hey, let's go attack something. You want to attack something like, you know, it looks like Mr. T? Uh-uh, man. He's going to go after the, uh, the, guy, the one that looks like Prince. You know what I mean? He looks a little more frail, no? Or just nutritionally, yeah. when a plant has everything it needs and all the micronutrients it needs and in excess, it's able to, like Scott was saying, make secondary metabolites that aren't necessarily just THC or terpenes or other cannabinoids. Mm -hmm. It's It can be compounds that plants are capable of making to uh, fend off infections or even let each other know that infections are going on around it. Yeah, and then they um, all pump that smell out. And yeah, so uh, having a healthy plant, and by that we mean a high bricks plant um, where it, it's inter cellular fluids are full of all the stuff it needs, then you're really going to uh, have a resistant plant to yeah. start off with. Even when we go visit that great palm tree grower that I tell you about, uh, we'll ask him how he gets away with using little to no pesticides in Florida where there are so many bugs. And he goes, you grow super healthy plants, man. You grow strong plants that the bugs don't want to fuck with. They go fuck with the neighbor's shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> this block's yeah, wrapped so up, man. Uh-uh. You mentioned Marone Bio Innovations. So their products, although you're going to have to wait. I just spoke with them. Um, it's going to be a little bit of time before they get them up here in the smaller size. They have a product, I believe, called Regalia Max that's up here. 
but it's like in a two and a half gal. It's more for commercial ag. Right. Um, and they're working on that. And their products are meant. It's not like, oh, I have bugs. Let me start spraying these. It's it's to prevent. It's to bring on. Can I say, Guru, a, uh, what, is, what is it? A SAR response? SAR, is that correct? Yes. Uh, it, a SARS response and not just that, an ISR response too. It, um, wait, and do we have to describe them now, man? Systemic induced resistance and that's a SAR, right? That Yeah, that's and, SARS. And that's when you've got stuff in the plant going through the roots that gives it a systemic resistance. I'm sorry, through the plant. So systemic acquired resistance right. um, is like a whole plant response to... A previous infection Systemic. that it's had. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. So that's like uh, when a plant learns how to fend off uh, an infection or whatever, it's like the flu or something like that? Exactly. And ISR is it, the plant activating something innate in it from an infection, like a current one that's going on right now. So systemic acquired is it's happened to it in the past right. and learned how to defeat it. Um, and induced is you're infecting it with something that makes it produce compounds that'll fight whatever bug is that like the flu shot that you get man or is that too much of an oversimplification too much of an oversimplification this stuff's actually pretty complicated between two sometimes it could be doing multiple things at once yeah well i like that thank you systemic acquired response and induced systemic response google them man now let's talk about uh thanks for the comments on here uh dtom 420 you can have some great comments and grow talk lately appreciate it yep soup spec on here i wanted to touch on his guide um, he has a link to it here, dudegrows.com forward slash IPM basics. You know, and we're going to talk about the different ways you can use scouting, cultural controls, mechanical controls, physical controls, biological controls. Um, for me, scouting is the most important. I'm out in the garden every day looking around. Right. I typically am not, and I hope the bugs don't hear me, I'm typically not spraying anything unless I find something um, where I did find aphids on uh, my pepper plants. Right. But to me, aphids are pretty easy to handle. You know, you can spray them down. I got a, a ready you, to use. Man. Aphids are easy to handle. They're like the scourge of the earth, man. And I mean, fuck I, you in the most loving way, dude. <laughs> yeah, I went out and got a spray uh, again. I'm in right. Canada. The shelf in freaking that way to grow at the hydro store is like a whole shelf. And like here, there's like, hmm. So I got a safer insecticidable insecticide soap Good with a little bit of pyrethrins in it as well. And okay. potassium of fatty salts or something it says on there. Just a surfactant. surfactant. There you go. So. That's what I use when I find something here. There's a lot of other preventative sprays, though. If you want to go around, you, know, you can use neem oil once a week treat or something like now that. That's, Make sure. but yeah, that's what I would think, man. If you want a preventative, because neem oil is just this nasty, it's what is it, like the nut from the tree? or I can't, I can't remember, but it's... Uh, the, uh, the, the oil that comes from pressing the nuts off of a neem tree. And it stinks. Neem oil, when you smell it, it stinks, man. I mean, do you like Indian I food? I like it. Yeah, it smells... I think it, okay. smells, it, I think it smells like Indian food. And it that doesn't. Kind of, I like Indian food. You're right. I've used neem oil soap in the shower before, dude. What you got? Yeah, you would. You <laughs> uh, what I got is ivory soap, man. All right. Hey, neem used to be used like 500 years ago for birth control too, in India. Huh. Yeah, it does have a lot of uses. I'm not dissing on it, but if you do that as a preventative in vegetative, you don't. Again, it th- you'll recognize it in flowering. It has a taste, but in vegetative, maybe very early flowering, uh, that's a great preventative because just the bugs don't like the taste of it. Man. And that really rings true for almost any horticultural oil. Um, cause if you think about it, we're 
cultivating the oils that the cannabis plant can make. Right. Uh, once it starts flowering and it's starting to make those oils, we don't want to add any other oils to it. Right. Because uh, oils can act as solvents for one another um, and kind of want to avoid getting that extra uh, neem oily taste or horticultural oily taste yep. in your cannabis, especially if you're making extracts. Yep. But good knockdown. I'm sorry, good preventative rather than knockdown. Good preventative neem oil. Is. There's other easy ones too. If you just have around, again, I'm over on dudegrows.com forward slash IPM basics. Thanks, Soup, this where he's awesome. mentioning the essential oils, mint, eucalyptus, thyme, rosemary, et cetera. Um, when you're doing any of these sprays, Make sure, I'll just do a quick drop here because uh, transport from Optic Foliar is a great way to deliver this shit in the leaves, spraying with the lights on blatantly right outside under the sun. Uh, don't get any burn. I do it all the time uh, with whatever you're using. You can use it with neem. You can use it with essential oils. Uh, and there's a lot of recipes out there. Always test your spray, guys. If you, ah. Unless you're so confident in the recipe, spray one part of your plant, wait a little bit, and then, you know, like a light cycle or a sun cycle, and then check it out because I've effed up my grow before. I'm sure you have Scotty with some type of spray, but. Yes, and you don't want to be seeing water droplets sitting on your leaves. Those are little magnifying glasses, the way that they're shaped, and that's how you get those burns. You want to see, that's why you want to use a, a, a product like uh, Optic Foliar or just something that's going to uh, allow the water to break up and flat. Sheeting action. One more thing, and I talked about scouting. I'm looking at this picture. He's got three five-gallon containers, it mm -hmm. looks like, I think, or sevens, on his patio. Now, when some growers grow in a field, an acre, 20, 30, 40 plants, 300, 400, it's really hard to scout all that. So they do these applications just assuming or knowing something's going to be there. Some growers use beneficial insects because they know in the past grows. If they don't, they have this issue. Sure. They have an IPM history uh, that they know to use. I don't use beneficial insects unless I've identified a reason to use them. I can scout really well. Your three plants on your patio you can scout the shit out of those. I don't even like spraying stuff if I don't have to because I feel like I might inhibit a predator that right. might go after that one aphid that made it to my plant. So that's your strongest. In this situation, scouting is your strongest IPM because you can thoroughly check those plants every day. Not going to be that hard for you. What about him? First off, I used a little sticky trap. Get a loop. Sorry, get a loop too. <laughs> the yellow sticky traps help a bunch. You hang those. Yes. Good suggestion. Um but uh, Except for and, when you catch nice things on them, like a dragonfly or a ladybug or uh, a butterfly, and you get sad and you try and set it free and you rip its leg off. Yeah. Well, hey, what about companion planting? And you were talking about uh, thyme and, point. and all, point. You know, all these other uh, rosemary, all these other herbs. If you were to plant something else, we, you talk about the guys that have acres of cannabis or acres of corn or whatever, the same pests to see what the bugs are like. Holy shit, this place looks great. If you just switch it up and have a, you know, a, you know, what do they call it? A polyculture instead of a monoculture, a bunch of different plants. A lot of times that will help with the bugs. Uh, Is it the chrysanthemum flower? Can't you plant those? That's what. Uh, yeah. Chrysanthemums. Yeah. yeah. I've yeah. seen those as beautiful around. Sorry, Guru, around a whole acres and acres in California. And they'd have border like border lines or a line running. Oh, knock my computer away. A line running <laughs> off of the. Uh, Right through the middle of the crop of all these pretty flowers that's doing IPM for them. There are lots of different plants you can co-plant uh, that have some anti-pest properties to right. them. Um, chrysanthemums is one. That's what pyrethrums are from. Um, marigolds is another good one mm -hmm. that people will border their gardens with. Uh, just beneficial ones, fennel, lemon balm, stuff to bring in pollinators that bring in more bugs, that bring in more beneficial insects. Nice. Um 
And then even in like commercial greenhouses, a lot of time they'll use indicator plants. Um, so stuff that they know, like a pest is known to like more than what they're growing. Right. Um, like potatoes work great for root aphids, phylloxera. As, a, as an indicator, they will go to that tuberous root before they go to the root of any other plant. Um, and then even for your predators, you can incorporate some plants that act as like a safe haven for them when there's not uh, their normal food source. So for something that's like a predator for spider mites, there's no spider mites. What's it going to do? You have uh, grass mites on grass in there that they will as like a secondary food source right. go to and it can keep them alive until there's more spider mites that they'll go out and eat because they would prefer that. Good stuff, boys. Good stuff. I like, damn, I hope that helped you out. Um, and you have a successful grow up here in Canada. Plenty of options if you just, yeah, listen to the Do Grow show, I guess. I don't know. Use the search bar, too. When we yeah. mentioned companion planting, please go to dogrows.com. Search companion plants. You'll find a shit ton of posts and great information. Yes. Yes. All right. We've got a CO2. I've got a grow hack here. Grow hack here. That we have to review, okay? Let's, this is like <laughs> Let's review this one, man. Jim Indica CO2 generator. So it's not sure if this is a hack, but why would I bother with CO2 tanks when I can run a pilot light on a propane uh, on propane and raise the CO2 in the whole house, including the grow room by 200 ppm? Yes. And it bursts up to a thousand to fifteen hundred ppm by turning the heat on for five minutes once or twice a day. And we're looking at a picture of like a just an old heater with the gas hose hooked up to a propane tank. Right. Is that Sitting an outdoor for- heater is my question. I just in general, man, why not just when you're fucking with this kind of stuff, you, you can kill people with this as far as carbon monoxide, which is just an incomplete burn. If you're burning something with carbon monoxide, it just doesn't have enough oxygen to to, to completely combust. And, and realistically, that comes down to the like fuel to air ratio. Right. It's coming out. Right. If you're pumping too much fuel out. And not enough air is getting to it in enough time. You're going to get an incomplete burn, and that's how you end up getting carbon monoxide. But wait, is not what we're after. But now, is the I'm sorry. color of the flame have something to do with this? Because so here's I've I've, I've worked at a grow mm-hmm. or whatever co-opted on a grow with an old neighbor back in the day. Grow was in the basement. He had ambient CO2 running good at about 700, 750, ambient? and I put it to the fact that his water heater was down there, and the okay. water heater always has the pilot light going. Not not a problem because it's doing it when you see the water heater is giving complete combustion or at least it should be. Um, it's when something's broken, you know, a heater's broken or something like that. It's not working right or things are sooted up. Uh, that that's when you get carbon monoxide coming up. That's why you see on the flames of a carbon monoxide, or carbon dioxide CO two generator for a grow. Uh, it's like a nice light airy flame coming out. It's not even the pilot light is you know it's a pilot light, but the flame that comes out has a ton of air blowing through it, like they're erring on the side of caution. So why not just use this hack if you like it, but protect yeah. yourself. They're not that much money. Go to the Home Depot and get the carbon monoxide alarm. Yeah, but why raise the carbon dioxide level in your whole house? It's not know. bad for you. Uh, doesn't it replace the usable oxygen? I'm pretty sure the like limit... For uh, carbon dioxide in a workplace, it's like 5,000 parts per million. Yeah, we talked about That's when you need warning signs. (laughs) Okay. 
you should have those in your house anyway, correct? You always hear about, you know, somebody that freaking the whole family died. Yeah, yeah, Daddy, I'm extra sleepy today. I don't know. Mom can't wake up. No, what's going on? Yeah, if you have any type of natural gas or propane appliances in your house, you should probably have a carbon monoxide filter in there just to be safe. Because you never gotta go fucking replacing the batteries and shit, man. What the fuck? Complicated. (laughs) More things, more problems. I'm just kidding, guys. I'm just joking. All right, next Grow Talk question here. I like this one because I've dealt with this and I have a solution. Will my neighbor's security light F up my outdoor? By there, she blows. Not if the light bulb keeps on exploding. <laughs> so what's up, DGC? I got another grow question for you. I'm an indoor grower trying my hand at outdoor for the first time here in Michigan. I'm wondering about something. My neighbor has one of those old bluish pole security lights that come on after dark. And it's about 25 to 50 feet away from my girls. You think he calls them whippersnappers? (laughs) They're not in a hoop house or anything. And I do have them in the best possible place in the yard, but they still receive a bit of this light. Will this cause herms or not trigger them to flower at all? Not not too much I could do about the light besides buy a BB gun. (laughs) And I'm guessing that would be frowned upon. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Do we have a way to tell? Some way method that he, how can he tell if it's too bright? We've talked about, I've been out under the full moon, that shit's bright. I can read the paper. Um, is there a way that some way he can tell like, oh, actually I'm okay. This isn't going to be too bright. And even if he doesn't, if it doesn't uh, mess up the photo period, will it harm because of so much stress? Mm. And I'm asking you, Guru, you're, you're our light guy, man. Uh, more than likely, it's not going to herm because of so much stress. And okay. <laughs> also, being 50 feet away, I can't imagine that light being strong enough a spotlight to be able to actually influence a photo period on from that it's far away. Kind of like an HPS probably or equivalent. Even if it was the most powerful spotlight they make, it'd be equivalent to maybe a 1,000-watt HPS. No, I mean, no, not not even close. Because if you think um, – what I'm going to just assume, right. based my assumption on, it's one of those like BR30 LED spotlight bulbs where it's a 30-watt it's a bulb from 50 feet away. You think a guy with a giant blue pole sticking up has an LED on top, man? More than likely, yeah. <laughs> I, I, would, I, would, I would make that assumption. Or an equivalent light in an incandescent is going to be even less light. So I think it's Hank Hill, like the original right, Hank well, Hill. I got a solution, a few yes, of them. DTOM 420. Don't well. First off, like he's saying, don't shoot it with a BB gun. You create an enemy. Uh, your best bet would be to nicely work with your neighbors and get them either to redirect the lights or minimize how much light they actually are getting to your plants. So, um, so uh, here's the options. When I had this happening at my grow, it was a street light, um, and so there's not much. I didn't want. I actually opened it up and looked at the wiring, and I figured if I unwire it, which I didn't want to do. I don't know how they know that they're out, that they'd come check on it. I've seen them check on outlights before a neighbor reports it. Or maybe one of my neighbors just like doesn't like it out. They like the, quote, safety. I still don't realize right. some people light up their shit so much when you're flying in a plane at night looking down. You're like, God, that's a lot of power going on. But um, I this light, I just took a piece of foil and painted it primer gray and then put my ladder up to the light, went up two bungee cords around it. And then, so just half of the light, the light went towards the street still, right. but not towards my yard. Worked great. Talk to your neighbor, say, Hey man, this is, you know what I'm doing. Um, option would be to, to have the light only going to his yard. If you want to try and black out half of his light, maybe look at why he's using light. Say, Hey, why are you using this light? Maybe I would be willing to invest in, uh, 
couple other lower lights. Shit, I'll go out and buy a $150 worth of these two LEDs and put them here and here, and they'll work for what you want and won't affect my garden. You know what I mean? I know. I just have this vision of Hank Hill, and you walking up and trying to explain to them that your security light is fucking up my weed plant. (laughs) (laughs) This is possible that it's not going to work out well in that situation. Don't don't shoot it, though. I was just kidding around. Don't shoot it. And you're 100% right. There's a lot of people that are influences on me that say, just go take the high road, go talk to somebody, be really cool to them. And you'd be surprised what happens. And yeah, that's good advice, dude. It yeah. Is. Like yep. Hank Hill said, you have to politely yet firmly ask them to smoke a bowl with you. <laughs> yes. Or you if you have the last option that doesn't work with your neighbor, you have to have this light going no matter what. Can you put up like some big old, uh, block like the like a tarp that's a nice natural green on your side but the other side's like fluorescent orange with like a weird picture on it facing Uh, his yard or something like that i don't know. get creative always as as nasty trust me as nasty as your neighbors are to you you always got to turn the other cheek and wave and just say hello man you can't have war with your neighbors no way you still say hello to your one neighbors i do i even told them i said i know you think i'm weird but i'm gonna say hello to you all the time no worries (laughs) <laughs> they thought I was weird for saying that. All right. One more question here by There She Blows says, uh, since I'm outdoor being in Michigan, well, I need to cover them to prevent PM and bud rot in the fall. Uh, cover, and covering, I mean, he's not going to like put a cover over the plants, but when it's raining. Dude hell shack, yeah, man. man. A dude shack. I am a big fan of covering your plants. There's a lot of ways to do it. We featured a cheap grow house build and grow hacks on the show. You can go excuse me, see that in grow hacks. Uh, you can use bam, bam, bamboo can be used for so much. Mm-hmm. It comes in so many different sizes. I had to grow tiki before I moved to Canada at my house in Colorado. It, and then I had panels on the top, but anybody that can cover their plants and keep the precipitation off of them, yep. no matter where you are, totally helps. Especially if you get hail, you don't want to cry. I almost cried. You can make rebar by just, <clears throat> I'm sorry, take rebar, cut it into three or four foot sections, hammer it into the ground. I'm sure there's tons of YouTube videos showing this. And then you just take one inch PVC or maybe it's three quarter inch. No, I think it's one inch. You bend it over, you make some simple hoops. It costs you, I don't know, maybe a hundred, 150 bucks. Take some Visqueen and put it over it and you can get through a super rainy uh, harvest, you know, get to harvest, I should say. I don't know about Visqueen. I prefer greenhouse film. There you go. <clears throat> you definitely want something that... uh it's resistant to UV. I'm always sure. stuck just going to Home Depot at the last minute being like, all right, I can fucking make something out of this. <laughs> but you're right. A little preparation would help. Um, all right. Let me go on to here. We got we to get into what's going on in our grows. But first, the pros list over on dudegrows.com forward slash pros. Vote with your dollars, guys. Go over there and check out the lighting we have as well as nutrients. Great products for your grow. Um, we're going to talk about here in a moment. Pulse Grow. Scotty had a little issue in his grow. Uh, environmental monitors. All the coupon codes are listed. And uh, yeah, it's a great way to get vetted gear in your garden. Most everything on that list, I'll have to review it again. I have used. Nice. Maybe not one of the CBDs, but yeah. Both with your dollars, dogrows.com forward slash pros will help us out and help your grow. I dig it. I dig it. Hey, man, not to dwell, but did we... What is what do we do with the last question? Does he you think it'll hurt with the light that's going on? Do you think that uh, he needs to get it shut down? I think I don't know how bright it, I have to like see a picture of it at night or something. You know, it's hard for me to tell with right. But we're we're guessing at the 50 feet away. 
he's probably all right. But I don't know the wattage of the bulb. I don't know how bright it is. So I can't solidly answer that myself. Got it. You got know? it. Okay. All right. We tried. Stop dwelling. <laughs> I was just thinking. Dude's door prize. Over at dogrows.com. We got some Irie Genetics Star Strawberry Starburst. I got some Starburst right here. Look at this shit, man. Speak of the devil. Make me hungry right now. Dude, um, what's happening to you up there? Wait, my question is, why didn't you just get the big bag of them? <laughs> that should be illegal. Yeah, that shit's fucked up, man. I'm a sucker for Starburst. And I have kicked, though, my you said the whole bag. Uh, back in Colorado, every once in a blue moon, I'd buy a, a box of hot and spicy Cheez-Its. And damn well, no, I'm going to eat that whole box, sit down that night and eat the whole thing because that crack MSG shit in there just keeps you going. Jesus. I just see the two pound bags of M&Ms that they market. It's like $12 of M&Ms. It's a huge bag, but it's only one single bag, you know? That's when you're just eating handfuls of M&Ms right and left until your stomach hurts. Just sell cocaine. Why don't you, man? You know? I mean, sugar does the same thing to your brain. Dot com, right on the homepage. If you guys want some strawberry stardust from iRigenetics, enter your email to win. We don't do anything with your emails. They're kept with us. Eventually, you'll get a newsletter saying, hey, what's up? But we want to get you over to the homepage of dudegrows.com. Check it out. Um, social share on Facebook increases your chances to win great genetics every week, Scotty. Every week. Yes, the newsletter is where I've been eating my edibles and ranting lately. All right, all right. What's going on in your grow, I have to ask? Why you sound ask. good? Why are you fucking with me, man? You know it's gone on my grill. You know it's a bummer. Uh, I went in and my timer was messed up. I went in. It's supposed to be on from ten in the morning till ten at night. What type of timer do you have? I have a digital timer, one of those cool grow store digital timers, man. And uh, it just pooped out. It don't work. So I got I got to replace it. But yeah, the lights were off for a very long time. I think 30, 36 hours or so. Just, just one of those timers. It's like 10 bucks or whatever. You've got the buttons on the top to set eight different options or whatever. I think so. I might have paid 15 for it at the grocery store. But I do like, okay, I go to Way to Grow as my home grocery store. Whatever home grocery store you go to, usually you trust the people, the management there, that they actually sort through the things. And they're like, hey, these, these timers are good. And they are. And you know that they have like the heavy duty enigmatic timers there and they've got the good quality stuff uh but yeah i don't it has been a few years and i might have pulled this one i don't think i bought a brand new one i think i pulled this out of my box of old grow gear i got timers man i got tons so, of them what was the negative effect on your grow uh it looks okay now but they just sat and uh, they just sat in darkness for i don't know i think it was two days or something so we'll see what happens it screwed up the whole photo period man Oh, because you're in flowering now? I'm in flowering, yeah. I'm probably eight days in the flowering, so I have to see. Are you going to make it to harvest, man? I don't know. I don't know. We'll <laughs> see. Hey, you know what? I will say that we were talking about IPM. I was lazy, and I did see him coming, but I just didn't do much about him for a little bit, and I had a little spider mite infestation, so I did do the knockdown. So I just want to say that I used uh, pyrethrum. I used Pyganic, which is no affiliation with the show or whatever, but simple bottle you could buy at the grocery store, and it was a good knockdown. Now, you can't, you got to use it like three or four days later, and then you got to kind of abandon it. Maybe you can use it three times in a row, but then you got to abandon it because it's one of those things where they get resistance to so bad. And uh, I was actually listening to this book today and it was talking about uh, disease resistance. And it talks about they had these pesticides that they made like in the 40s. We're like, holy shit, are these great? 
They go within five years, the bugs could take a hundred times the amount of these pesticides and be just fucking fine, man. Oh, I got a couple things for you. One, you have a pulse grow unit, correct? I do. And it's what should notify you if you have it set it set up right at right when your lights are not coming on. It's gonna say shit, the lights are supposed to be on and and then ping your phone. Yeah, if you check your email, it'll do that, man. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, that's one suggestion, guys. PulseGrow.com, coupon code DUDE, their environmental monitor, will tell you when things are wrong immediately in your garden. Save your shit. Number two, my lighting timer is uh, like uh, Hydro Farm has them. It's basically a lighting timer. It's about the size of, um, shit, I don't know. It's three times as big as like your little square ones. Right. It has a digital readout. It has the option and a sensor cord that comes off of it for the high temp shutdown. So you set your high temp shutdown. You set your on time, your off time. It definitely seems a bit more heavy duty. Right. Um, and they're like 40 something, 50 bucks. For running my lights, I'm investing in that. Everybody listen to sh- what? They must have a bigger coil in there because what happens is if you, those timers are meant to run like a lamp or something like that. And each you know light that you're putting in there is probably like five amps or something. I don't know. Put it this way. A uh, thousand watt at 110 is nine and a half amps. So that's why when you plug a thousand watt into a regular timer, even a 15 amp timer, it's fucking rolling. You know, it's using that all day long after six months, all the electricity running through it cooks it. You know, it's going to burn I, out before your extension cord does. Oh, hell mo- yeah. Mo- most of the time. I mean, I guess there could be some conditions where an extension cord would go first. But yeah. generally, the timer, and if you're plugging, it's not a contactor or anything, you're plugging directly through and it's passed through electricity, uh, that's going to be your fail point. Yeah. And a, what he's talking about a contactor, just because like Colorado Magic Board used to make them. You can see if you can get a, like a timer box. What it is is that timer is just doing a simple time, you know, whatever is just whatever, rolling that uh, dial around. And then when it engages, all it does is it just gives a little signal, just a a tiny voltage signal to a contactor. And then a contactor uh, is this piece of equipment that actually makes contact, turns the uh, all the lights on and powers all the lights. But it passes you can the almost timer. think of it as like a, it makes the connection between two wires that mm-hmm. are disconnected for you, but on a timer. Yeah. So it's just much less stress on the timers. So if you're doing uh, you know multiple lights, think about getting a light box, timer box. Uh, and the, what I have isn't a lighting controller box. It's just a pretty nice timer. It's more of a heavy duty nice. horticulture timer, if you will. Makes sense. All right. Hey, hey real quick, by the way, when you're doing 8,000 watts, that's you know of old you know, whatever HPS you need a hell of a, a big you know power I guess a, a not lot if you have power. eight extension cords to different outlets <laughs> in the house meaning if you're running what I'm doing now which is a HLG 550 and an HLG 360 I mean literally it's less than that's less than what a thousand watt light would be so mm-hmm. you can run those off probably a normal timer just don't go too crazy. I'm only running 200 and something with my three uh, core 85s, but yeah, I get the real deal timer. Yeah, good. Moving, I want my tent to look like high tech, man, when I open it up. Makes me feel good. Uh, All right. You're so right. Uh, in my grow, I just was doing some top dressing. I got two products, uh, some images here. I've mentioned this before <laughs> in the show, but Sea Soil. I believe this is out from Vancouver Island. It's fish and forest finds two-year composted soil. Uh, it's got an MPK of 2.1, 0.16, and 0.05, so pretty low. Nitrogen isn't too bad on that 2.1. 
Um, and no fish order, no fish odor, it says here, but it's got some good uh, micros, man. I, I took a picture of the uh, micronutrient list here. And we're looking at guys, the way I do this, I don't mix it into my soil. Sure. I leave like a three or four inch lip on the top of my container so I could do a multiple top dressings throughout the growing season or time period. And I'm looking at secondary nutrients or micronutrients of calcium, magnesium, sulfur, boron, chloride, hmm. copper, Chlorides iron, delicious. manganese, lignum, and zinc. What's the chloride? I don't know, but all those things you got to do in like, uh, yeah, you got to make sure. Yeah, I guess that's that's good. Yeah, it's got a bunch of sulfur in it. Holy shit. Sulfur can get used in really high amounts by plants more than any of the other micronutrients and in line with the secondaries like calcium and magnesium. Yeah. Yeah. It's just needed in tiny amounts. But yeah, I mean, it's just good natural ingredients in there that have been breaking down. And then also- chloride, just so you know, is two chlorine uh, atoms together and it's so C, C, cl2 makes it chloride that's just that not bad like when i think chlorine i think like mm, we're killing my microbes i mean do you like table salt mm, that's typically good. that's sodium that is explosive and chlorine together and that's table salt so when when stuff bonds with anything even itself it can change its uh its properties kind of a lot my wife swears i should take a chemistry class that i would enjoy it i i don't know also bought some mushroom manure is what it was called. Hmm. And I was like, hmm, I thought, because I was trying to stay away from steer manure. I'm trying, I was trying to stay away from animal shit. I know it's good fertilizer, um, but I just wanted to do it. It's not like ethically, but I don't know. Anyway, sure. my gut told me to, Scotty. So they okay. learned this mushroom manure smells, whoa. Like it, <laughs> and it's actually, I believe it's got either chicken or steer manure in it. And I called the, the company and it's this company, ironically, up here in my province called Way to Grow. And they have worm castings, different composts. They make a soil blend that's supposed to be specifically for cannabis, although more marketing there to me. And I wanted to get some information on the product. Call them up. I'm like, yeah, hey, I have some questions on your uh, mushroom manure. And her response was, how many pallets do you want to buy? <laughs> um, and I quickly got nowhere. Uh, and I, I just don't dig. I, I, I ixnate it. I'm going to take it and apply it to the lawn or some shit. You know me. I'm a customer service guy. What happens when I call up real real growers, Scotty? Yeah, I put Guru on the phone. You get some service, <laughs> man. When you're slinging products for plants, I mean, you should have service for sure. So I was kind of disappointed in that. Uh, but I love top dressing different amendments. So make sure if you guys are going to top dress your plants, leave a good lip on your pot. Three to four inches will give you room to reapply worm, reapply some compost. And when I hand water through, that's why I like the things just to soak on down. Right, so that's what's right. going on in my grow right now. Nice. Everything's happy. No bugs. Good times. Nice. You should, go, you should go return that mushroom compost, man. Right at the front door. Just leave it there for the next day. Ooh, one of them is unopened. I think I will. I think Delicious. I will. <laughs> All right. Well, we had a good time today. Dudegrows.com forward slash support. If we've helped your grow, keep the comments coming, guys. Over on YouTube, we love the uh, the comments as well as, I, what do I call it, constructive criticism and or tips. Yes. Uh, everybody over there is a good community. And if we, yeah, given us the, if some corrections or things, we, we take it. We take it all, guys. So appreciate that. Dudegrows.com forward slash support. If you want to join the DGC and support this show, let's look, shout out to some of these cats. Ready? Right. Ready? I like this guy, Bo Real. The Bo Real Grower. And Ivy High, what's up, man? 
What up, Rasta B? What about Rasta K? Or is that Trey K? Am I getting confused? There's all. Those are all people, dude. Those are all people. <laughs> and yes, and shout out to all of them, actually, because they're awesome. All right, who you got? Well, first off, Wash Grown to talk to over here, but I got Simo. Simo <laughs> Buds. Simo Buds. That's awesome, man. And Hydromachronic. I like it. Jucifer Byrne and Legend, what's up? <laughs> Don't forget about Jay Tapa and Rambo's cousin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, stay higher, my friends. Hope you had a good time. And uh, yeah, until next time, we'll be waking and baking. All right, you could be Rambo's cousin, dude. <laughs> Take her easy. Peace out. <laughs> good shit. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. Is to take a little break That means we're lighting up a tube It's just weed It's just weed I like to keep a good buzz on, on, on It's just weed It's just weed In my toolbox there's a bomb Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do They shake their heads Natural medicine, go ahead and try something new, new, new. It's just weed, it's just weed. I like to keep the good buzz on, on, It's just weed, it's just weed. I like to smoke it all day long, yeah. Big man, catch you riding high. Oh, we gonna lock you in a cage. No. If you wonder why he hates the dank, just look at how he's being paid. Now, don't lock up me for smoking weed. I ain't done nothing wrong, wrong, 